This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 6 o'clock. This is Stephen 10 in the morning right here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Thursday, March 2nd. And we do have rain and maybe a little snow in the forecast. So we'll get our full weather forecast coming up in just a few minutes. Currently in Wichita, we have a partly cloudy sky. It is 36 degrees, and we're on our way to a high of 48 today, a little cooler than it's been recently. An adult and four children displaced after a house fire early this morning in North Wichita. This was just before 3.30 in the morning, a home in the 1200 block of North Cleveland. Crews found heavy smoke coming from the home. The occupants did get out safely. Multiple schools across Kansas receiving reports of active shooters on campus yesterday morning. All of those were crank calls. They turned out to be false. That's what it sounded like as police in Lawrence raced to Free State High School. One of many where active shooter calls were reported. The swatting calls targeted schools in Salina, Lawrence, Manhattan, Garden City, Wellington, Russell, El Dorado, and North High here in Wichita. Garden City Police Spokesman Aaron Reyes says that even though false calls were being reported, it's still important to check them out in person. It is scary, you know, for first responders, for parents, for students. Um, so, again, we have measures in place should something like this happen. And then we can walk away today, you know, some teachable moments um, that we can work on or we can always better ourselves. The KBI is now working with local and state officials to find out who's responsible for making the calls. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Plans for a wireless tower in the southeast part of Sedgwick County put on hold. The proposed 195-foot-tall wireless communications tower would have been placed on the southeast corner of East 71st Street South and 99th Street East, just east of Derby. It would have exceeded the county's limit for towers in rural residential areas by 75 feet. Several people voiced opposition to the plan, including this gentleman. It will be visible for many miles around, a shattering, beautiful, and unique landscape that has attracted my family and so many others to this area. This massive 200-foot tower should not come at the cost of the visual appeal and beauty of a residential neighborhood. By a 3-2 to two vote, the Sedgwick County Commission voted to defer the issue back to the Metropolitan Area Planning Commission for clarification. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Republican senators are grilling U.S. Attorney, Attorney General Merrick Garland during a Senate hearing yesterday. Garland questioned by Senate Republicans over his surveillance of certain groups, including parents at school board meetings and pro-life activists. In October 2021, the Department of Justice wrote a memo to the FBI urging the Bureau to investigate parents who spoke out at school board meetings under domestic terrorism laws. Also at that Senate hearing, Missouri's Josh Hawley and Texas Senator Ted Cruz pressing the Attorney General over his treatment of pro-life activist Mark Houck in September 2022. Houck was acquitted on federal charges of violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act while defending his son from an aggressive volunteer at a Philadelphia abortion clinic. And that's Fox's Brooke Singman with that report. A push to mandate members of religious clergy to report child sexual abuse when it's brought to their attention is facing pushback from some churches throughout the United States. That's the case in Utah where four separate proposals to narrow 
The clergy penitent privilege loophole have not received hearings in the Utah State House. Lawmakers are preparing to adjourn for the year. Religious groups who want to maintain the status quo argue the First Amendment protects the seal of confession and have revisited a years-long lobbying strategy, including circulating questionable studies about the effects of reforms. Similar proposals are also under debate in other states, including Kansas. The Sedgwick County District Attorney says a car dealership, its owner, and a former salesman have all entered into separate consent judgments after multiple allegations of violations of the Kansas Consumer Protection Act. The DA's office says during 2020, 37 auto sales at 1939 North Broadway did not disclose a safety recall to a buyer. The dealership issued multiple 60-day temporary registration permits on nine transactions. That's a violation of Kansas law. Records from the dealership also show the titles and sales tax receipts provided to some consumers were improperly documented. The dealership and its owner, Jacobs Lucky, agreed to a consent judgment without admitting to the allegations. The DA's office calling for the dealership to pay civil penalties of $65,000. $2,000 in investigative expenses and more than $21,000 in restitution to customers. KFC is bringing back a popular menu item and what's going on in the dating world with men under the age of 30. We'll discuss those. Of course, we'll have our full weather forecast as well with rain and snow in the forecast. That's coming up. We are underway here on this Thursday morning, March 2nd, right here with Stephen Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 11 with Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. KFC is bringing back a fan favorite. After a long hiatus, KFC's Double Down returns this month. The sandwich comes with no buns, just chicken fillets with cheese, two strips of bacon, and mayo or spicy sauce packed inside. The Double Down first appeared in 2010, and KFC sold more than 10 million sandwiches. KFC brought the fan favorite back in 2014, and since then has just been a menu memory. But starting March the 6th, the sandwich returns for four weeks. According to a KFC executive, the Double Down generated more buzz than any test market item in KFC's history. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. A recent Pew Research poll shows the number of men under the age of 30 that are single is still on the rise, and experts offer a few different reasons why. The poll shows the number of single men under 30 is up 12 percent since 2019 and now stands at 63 percent of them identifying as single. Experts blame social media, porn, and the pandemic as some of the reasons why. Calling it a crisis of connection, experts say social circles and the number of overall friends that men and women have has also been shrinking since the pandemic, but men struggle more. At the same time, only 34% of women under 30 say they're single, which is only a slight increase since 2019. Single men say that dates can feel more like job interviews and that women's expectations for something serious is too high. Ted Lindner, Fox News. It is 6.12 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And we will keep you updated on traffic conditions all morning long with Jad Chambers. That's right. And, well, we've got uh, something happening in traffic right now. We've got uh, 
stalled out vehicle. It's on the ramp to K42 from southbound I-235. That's the uh, area that we're talking about there. So uh, just be aware of that. Again, that's uh, southbound uh, I-235 ramp to K42. Stalled out vehicle there. Watch for a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And let's take a look at that weather forecast. We do have weather to talk about coming on in. Let's check in with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A strong low-pressure system is over Southern California that's going to be headed into the Southern Plains. Already some moisture coming in ahead of that. So we'll see chances of rain increasing today with a high 48. Rain will likely transition to snow overnight, shallow 34. Not expecting much in the way of accumulation early tomorrow. Then clearing and breezy with a high 56. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holiday. Currently in Wichita, we do have a partly cloudy sky, a breeze out of the northeast. It is 36 degrees here on this Thursday morning on the second day of March. We are glad you're with us here on this Thursday morning. Steve and Ted, it is 614 if you're getting up and about here this morning. Did the coronavirus originate in animals or did it leak from a Chinese lab? Government and health agencies around the world have been trying to figure that out for the last few years since the pandemic began. The U.S. Department of Energy assessing with what it says is low confidence that it began with a lab leak, which many talk show hosts on KNSS have been saying that for four years now. Yep. According to a person familiar with the report who was not authorized to talk about it, but was granted immunity, uh, I'm sorry, granted anonymity by the Associated Press to confirm ah. those contents. Others in the U.S. intelligence community, however, disagree with the Department of Energy. Some scientists are open to a lab leak theory. Others are still believing that the virus just mutated and jumped to humans from animals. Still trying to figure that out. An international archaeological mission has found the remnants of a 5,000-year-old restaurant in the agent city of Lagash in southern Iraq. All right. Well, of course, people have to eat. Yeah. You knew there were restaurants 5,000 years ago. The discovery of the ancient <laughs> dining hall, complete with rudimentary refrigeration, hundreds of roughly made clay bowls, nearly intact remains of a fish, mm, has generated some buzz beyond the borders of Iraq. It comes amidst a backdrop of a resurgence of archaeology in Iraq, a company often referred to as the cradle of civilization. But it is where archaeological exploration has been stunted by years of conflict yep. throughout the years. Yeah, it probably had to close down because of health code violations anyway. Yeah, something must have gone wrong. <laughs> got somebody get hold some bad fish. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, restaurants closing down, how about New Way shutting down a couple more locations? I saw that the other day. The New Way here on the east side of town right by us, Central and Woodlawn, is closed. Mm-hmm. The one over by St. Joseph Hospital is now closed. There's only two new ways left. Yep. The original over there uh, just west of Douglas and Seneca and the one out uh, at Central and Ridge. Yep. Used to. There were new ways all over town. Used now to there's be. only two left. Yeah, we just... That makes me sad. In fact, we just ate there, what was it, three, yeah. four weeks ago? A few ago? weeks ago. Yeah, You and me like that. and some of our friends and Steve McIntosh went over to New Way at Central Woodlawn. And now they're closed. Not yep. open anymore. Had that garlic salad. Love their garlic makes salad. Makes me sad. Yeah. Sorry to see that. Now I have to travel a little further to get my New Way root beer. <laughs> yeah. But it's worth it. That's, t- that's tasty. Get a nice frosty mug. New York City officials say lithium-ion batteries, they use those, you know, to power electric bicycles and scooters, mm-hmm. have sparked 22 fires 
killing two people and causing 36 injuries just this year already, just in the first two months. Yeah. Fire commissioner in New York City says that's four times the number of fires linked to the batteries by this time last year, so it's, it's getting worse. Yep. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams' administration is working with the city council in NYC and the Federal Consumer Product Safety Commission on additional regulations for the batteries. They also say it's important to educate the public on the proper use and storage of those lithium-ion batteries. Of course, you remember those were causing problems in cell phones. They were causing problems in airplane production. Yeah, those hoverboard things. Yep. Yeah. And now they're yeah, and now they're causing problems with e-bikes and e-scooters in New York City. Yeah. So they really obviously haven't figured that out yet. No. Oh, they won't. Not until we find a better, a better battery right. material than lithium ion, mm-hmm. and it's just going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. It's 617 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS, and let's take a look at what's going on in sports. And we will start with college men's basketball tonight. Big game for Wichita State. Road finale for the Shockers, by the way. And they're playing the number one team in the nation. Now, that does not happen very often. The Shockers visiting number one ranked Houston. Houston comes in with a nine-game winning streak, a record of 27-2 and on the season. A month ago, in fact, a month ago today, the Shockers hosted Houston at Coke Arena. Cougars won that game by nine points. Tonight is the rematch in Houston. The last time the Shockers played a number one ranked team in the regular season was 55 years ago. And that was a 34-point loss at UCLA. Hopefully the Shockers fare better tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, In fact, the last time the Shockers won at Houston was 63 years ago. Wow. Shockers, though, this season have played very well on the road. They've won, in fact, the Shocks have won their last five road games. We'll see what they can do tonight against the number one ranked team in the nation. The Shockers uh, fan duel has the Shockers as a 17 and a half point underdog Ow. going into this one. It is senior night for Houston, yeah. by the way, as well. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole will begin their pregame coverage at 5 p.m. The game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening. And then you can listen live on 103.7 KEYN. Shocker head coach Isaac Brown gives us a thumbnail on the Cougars. We just got to play well for 40 minutes on offense, value the basketball. You got to take care of it because anytime you, there's a ball screen, you get ambushed. And I don't mean that in a negative way. They just do a good job of blitzing ball screens. They ambush you in the low post by double team you. Yeah, we'll see how the Shockers handle that. As a tune-in tonight for Shocker Basketball visiting the number one ranked team in the nation. We had college action last night up in Manhattan. It was senior night for Kansas State. The 11th ranked Wildcats hosting Oklahoma. And K-State dominated on senior night, especially the final 30 minutes of the game. K-State wins at 85-69. K-State went on a 9-0 run to end the first half. And then they scored another 51 points in the second half on senior night. Home finale. K-State is now 23-7 on the season. They're on a four-game winning streak. And, boy, they loved playing on home court at Bramlage Coliseum this season. 15-1 at Bramlage this season under new head coach Jerome Tang, including the last four wins in a row. The uh, senior Desi Sills leading the Wildcats with 15 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. Really close to a triple-double. Nice win for K-State last night. Another sellout at Bramble's, by the way, too. 11,000 fans on hand to see their Cats for the final time this season on home court. Women's basketball last night. The Kansas women winning on home court. Jayhawks beat 23rd-ranked Iowa State 98-93 on senior night in Allen Fieldhouse. 
KU women had lost 16 times in a row to the Cyclones, but they broke that streak last night. KU women improved to 18 and 10 on the season. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Los Angeles Lakers win on the road in Oklahoma City. Beat the Thunder 123-117. to Coming off the bench for the Lakers, former Wichita State shocker Austin Reeves had 19 points and 4 assists. Almost the perfect shooting night. 5 of 5 from the field, 8 of 9 at the free throw line for Austin Reeves. Lakers have won 4 of their last 5. They're just one game behind for a playoff spot with 19 games to go in the season. High school basketball, we have a ton of sub-state action going on all over the state. Last night, sub-state semifinals for 6A girls. It was an all-city league matchup. And East wins on the road at Heights, 39-34. The East girls are now one win away from state with 11 wins on the season. Lots more sub-state action going on as well. In girls class 1A Division II, Coldwater South Central is taking on Attica tonight. Both teams with winning records in the sub-state semifinals. And in the National Hockey League last night, the Edmonton Oilers won at home, beat uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2. The winning goalie for Edmonton, former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner with 26 saves, getting his 16th win of the season for Edmonton. The Oilers have won three of their last five. They're in the number five spot right now in the Western Conference and another winning goal for the former Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner. Yeah, he's picking up some wins. Yep, sure is. And a happy birthday today to a... Big soccer name here in town, Kevin Culey, celebrating a birthday today, the former Wichita Wings player and coach. He is, I got to add it up, he's a 68 today, Kevin Culey. Of course, he played for the Wings, long stint throughout most of the 1980s, and then became the head coach of the Wings later on in his career. Former Wichita Wings player and coach, born in Liverpool, England, Kevin Culey. It's his birthday. He is 68 today. And that is Sports with Steve and Ted. It's 6. We're coming up on 623 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. We have a traffic and weather update on the way. And a pill for every ill. More on that on A Better Life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. And that's coming up next on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. This is Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning. It is 6.32. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Thursday, March 2nd. Currently in Wichita, we have a partly cloudy sky, 36 degrees. Seven months after a decisive statewide vote affirmed abortion rights in Kansas, the legislature's annual session in some ways looks a lot like previous ones. Multiple anti-abortion proposals. But key players are focusing on incremental changes instead of a total ban. Biggest goal this year... For some, is getting more financial help for centers that discourage abortions while offering free pregnancy and post-pregnancy services. An income tax credit for donors is among three proposals that have gained traction in the state legislature. The other two are dealing with medical malpractice insurance and telemedicine abortions. However, abortion rights supporters argue that even the limited changes being sought defy the will of the voters. President Biden spoke to the House Democratic Caucus at its issues conference in Baltimore, and he praised Democrats and criticized some Republicans. 
President Biden told the House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference that they are the reason for low unemployment, that they helped pass the American Rescue Plan and the infrastructure bill. But he said there's more work to do, and he thinks some Republicans will join them. A little bit of more Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more, you're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. He said Green blamed him for the deaths of a mother's two boys who took pills full of fentanyl. The president said that happened during the previous administration, though fentanyl seizures have increased dramatically during his administration. The president said bans on assault weapons and providing abortion access nationwide should be legislative priorities. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. Emotions running high in Greece after one of the country's worst ever rail disasters, 43 dead. Flash bombs and tear gas canisters explode in the Greek capital Athens as police confront protesters armed with rocks. Angry citizens demanding a full and open investigation into the tragedy that shocked a nation. 350 people were on board the passenger train which collided head-on with a freight train. This Red Cross rescue worker saying the horrific scenes will live in all their memories forever. A station master working near the crash site is due in court as a judicial inquiry begins. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. More applications submitted to open historical horse racing gambling locations in the Wichita area this week. Boyd Gaming applied for a casino in Park City. The Kansas Racing and Gaming Commission says more applications were made yesterday, including for a potential location at Town West Square in Wichita, and another for the Eureka Downs horse track. Boyd Gaming spokesman David Stroh says they welcome the competition. We welcome the competition. Uh, we put forward what we think is an exceptionally compelling proposal, and we will stack that up against any uh, proposal out there because we think this is the proposal that delivers the most value and the most impact. Now, the commission has a month to evaluate each application for completeness and follow-up, and then a selection process will take place in Sedgwick County at a later date. Gasoline with higher blends of ethanol could be sold year-round in eight Midwestern states, including two of our neighbors, beginning next year. This would be under a rule proposed by the Environmental Protection Agency. The proposed rule released yesterday, it's victory for the biofuels industry, which for years has pushed to allow sales of gasoline blended with 15% ethanol during summer months. That move hasn't been allowed because of concerns that it would worsen smog during the hot weather. The industry and members of Congress welcomed the EPA's proposal, which had been requested by governors in the eight states. Under that proposal, the higher blends would be sold during the summer months in those states, which do include Missouri and Nebraska. The answer is actually the planets Venus and Jupiter. Did you see this last evening? It was pretty it was pretty cool. The two have been dancing in the night sky for about a week and they came to their closest point together last evening. The two planets very very close, very very bright in the western sky as well. It was very impressive last night. Jupiter and Venus entering a conjunction during a conjunction, two planets, or the moon, or a planet and a star, anyway, how we see them in the sky, seem to get closer and closer each night. Venus and Jupiter reached their closest point last night, coming within a half degree of each other in the western sky. Of course, in actuality, they are billions and billions of miles apart, but when we look up in the sky, we can see them both there right together. And space just got bigger. Scientists added uh, thousands of objects to the universal map as well, so... It's the closest the two will appear in the sky this year. It's the closest they'll be in nine years. So you won't see this again for a little while. 
And uh, depending on cloud coverage, which doesn't look good tonight, you could see them again this evening, too, and the rest of the week. You look towards the west after the sun sets. Probably won't see it tonight if we have that rain and yeah. stuff moving in. Probably not. <laughs> and they uh, move slowly towards the horizon and set around 8.30 p.m. So last night, I think, was your big chance to, to catch that. Yep, hope you did. But uh, it doesn't look like tonight is very favorable. Of course, everybody and their dog that did took a picture of it. So It was pretty cool. It, it, <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it just looked very interesting last night. Yep. House Republicans taking action on education in America. The Parents' Bill of Rights introduced by House Republicans will require schools to make curriculum public, ensure parents can address school board meetings, and inform parents about what books are being held in school libraries. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy made this a campaign issue after he says parents became concerned about what's being taught in schools. The pandemic was so difficult for our entire nation. But the one thing that came out of it, we started seeing what was being taught in our schools. The bill would face an uphill battle with Democrats controlling the Senate. Democrats and some education groups believe the bill would harm education and is overreach. On Capitol Hill, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The Iditarod race in Alaska. Well, let's check in on it. The world's most famous sled dog race is already off to a rough start this year. Only 33 mushers will take part in the ceremonial start of the race on Saturday. That's the smallest field ever. The light turnout is raising concerns about the future of the race through nearly 1,000 miles of Alaska's wilderness. But Iditarod CEO Bob Erbach says, if you believe that, you're barking up the wrong tree. He says the race's financial health is good and payout should be a little higher this year. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. 638 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Let's check our weather forecast with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. The next storm system is making its way into the plains. That has already brought in some cloud cover with a few scattered showers developing this afternoon. Breezy and cooler with a high 48. Occasional rain mixed with some snow overnight, tallow 34. And a wintry mix ends by about noontime tomorrow, then clearing in 56. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Ann Holiday. And currently in Wichita, we have a partly cloudy sky, 36 degrees here on this Thursday morning, March 2nd. 639 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS, and that means it's time to check in and get great information. It's the Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Ted and Jed. Well, there still is a lack of cash cattle trade taking place in our Southern Plains feed yards. The cattle complex yesterday started higher with more new contract highs being scored. The complex then traded on the negative side most of the rest of the session with the live cattle closing mixed and the feeders closing negative. Live cattle and feeders experienced bear spreading action yesterday, and we saw the lean hogs open lower yesterday and close negative with some contracts having their lowest trade in the past two to three weeks. At the close, April live cattle, 35 cents lower. 165.12. April feeders down $1.22 at 193.85. And April lean hogs 22 cents lower at 84.95. Now, yesterday, after mixed trading, our grain and soybean complexes, along with the cotton futures, closed positive. Now, there was also talk yesterday sh- that China was showing some interest in some U.S. corn. Milo and soybeans, we'll see this morning at 8 o'clock if there's any confirmation of that. We're still waiting for the renewal of the Black Sea Export Corridor Agreement, which expires on the 11th of this month. At the moment, we're seeing upside in the grain markets. May KC wheat, five and a quarter higher at 8.21 and a half. May corn up four and three quarters at 6.40 and a half. May soybeans up two and a quarter at 14.96 and a half. 
April crude oil trading 29 cents higher at 77.99. June gold down $6.90 at 1855.20. The March S&P 15 and a quarter points lower at 39.41. March dollar index 33 cents higher at 104.76. And March Dow Jones future 65 points higher at 32,758. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tom, are we still a are we still Kansas huge into ranching and cattle like we used to be? Has that gone up or down at all recently? No, we've stayed about the same. You know, we're still a major player. Um, we um, still, you know, rank up there as one of the top in cow herd size, feed yard size, beef packing plants, all that. So, cattle industry is still very, very large. And I know a few years ago the, those Asian markets were kind of tough for us. Have, those, have that all opened back up? Yeah, we saw last year uh, record exports of our beef overseas, oh. which was good news. Uh, we have a lot of competition coming from Brazil. Now, Brazil right now is uh, having a little problem with a BSE situation down there, which has uh, curbed their exports to China. Interesting enough, the U.S. has not stopped our imports of Brazilian beef, despite the fact <laughs> they've had a BSE situation down there. Why do we import so much beef from Brazil? We well, we import, and sometimes this has to do with the value of our dollar. Okay. When our dollar is higher, it makes it tougher on our exports, but it makes it more attractive for imports to come in. The other thing is, quite often, we're importing lower-quality beef, which goes into like more like hamburger, than our, using our higher-quality beef that we raise here in the U.S. to put into hamburger. All right. Well, hey, look what you did. You answered all my questions. <laughs> that was our goal. <laughs> You've done it again. Hey, Tom, have a great day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Dan. That is the Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Every weekday morning at this time right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. 6.43 with Stephen Ted here in the morning here on KNSS. Financial triage. We will address that with the money tracker, Don Grant, coming up shortly right here with Stephen Ted. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Six forty-seven with Steve and Ted in the morning here on ninety-eight-seven and thirteen thirty KNSS. We are just a very short time away from the Money Tracker with Don Grant. Keep it here for that. Now, Steve and Ted, it is time for three big things. Multiple schools across Kansas received phoned-in reports of active shooters on campus yesterday morning. These were all false, all crank calls, swatting phone calls among the schools that got called: Wichita North, El Dorado, and Wellington. There was a house fire overnight in Wichita before 3.30 in the morning, 1,200 block of North Cleveland. Four youngsters and one adult did get out safely. One. College men's basketball tonight. Wichita State is on the road visiting the number one ranked team in the nation, Houston. The game will tip off at 6 o'clock this evening. You can listen live on 103.7 KEYN. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. The traffic volume's uh, picking up here in the Wichita area right now. Not really seeing things slowing down too badly, but uh, just remember to watch out. We've got a uh, stalled-out vehicle. It's on the ramp from, uh, to K42 from southbound I-235, and some fairly heavy traffic in that area right now. So uh, just be careful. Watch for a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And look at our weather forecast. 
we got something brewing here on this Thursday into Friday. It'll be a cooler day today, breezy as well, high of 48 degrees. Might start seeing some scattered showers by this afternoon. Tonight, looking at occasional rain mixed with snow overnight. Overnight low down to 34 degrees. And then tomorrow on Friday, maybe that wintry mix wrapping up by noon tomorrow. After that, breezy and clearing off. A high Friday, 56. Currently in Wichita, we do have a breeze out of the northeast. Partly cloudy sky. It is 35 degrees on our way to a high today of 48 KNSS Weather is brought to you by the Monarch. Open at 11 a.m. for lunch, Monday through Sunday. Call to reserve a table on the patio for lunch or dinner at the Monarch. 579 West Douglas in Delano. A great place to hang out. The Monarch. We're coming up on 650 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's remind everybody how the stock market fared yesterday. Stocks starting the month mixed on rate hike worries. The Dow finishing in the green, but barely. The S&P lower by 18 points. The Nasdaq off by 76. Investors focused on rate hike worries and higher bond yields. Two-year Treasury yields hit 4.9%. That's the highest in 16 years. Big tech and growth stocks reacted by moving lower. Meanwhile, U.S. manufacturing activity contracted for the fourth month in February. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. 6.50 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS here on this Thursday morning. Glad you're with us. Thursday, March 2nd, as we get underway today here in the 6 o'clock hour. Happy birthday today to actor John Cullum. Guy's been around a long, long time. It's his birthday. He is, how old is John Cullum? He's uh, he's like 93 today. American actor and singer, huge on Broadway and Shenandoah, won a Tony Award, got a Tony nomination for On a Clear Day You Can See Forever, another big ten. He was in Urinetown, he's on, and he did a lot of TV work too, Northern Exposure, got an Emmy nomination for that. Happy birthday to John Cullum, he is 93 today. Financial triage, let's check in, it is time for the money dracker. Money tracker, Don Grant, CFE. Hello, Don. Good morning, Ted. The money, the money Dracula. There you go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, a, a layoff from a job can be debilitating to your net worth and to your self worth. The psychological impact can get in the way of you securing a better position than the one you left. Just take a deep breath. It's time to do what I call a financial triage. If you feel secure financially, you can relieve much of that worry. Now, while it's tough to understand when you get a layoff notice, uh, remember that change can be good. I know it's tough to see that when it's happening, but you can reinvent yourself as a coworker and productive member of the community. You have to believe in yourself and have faith that you will land on your feet and the next position will be better. The financial triage is a critical part of a successful transition. The second you hear that your job may be in jeopardy, it's time to take stock of your income and assets and how they fit with your immediate cash flow needs. Examine every bill you have. What can be eliminated? Do you really need a full suite of cable TV channels? If there's a competitive trash collector with lower charges, can you use them? Perhaps changing phone and internet carriers to a lower cost plan can help as well. Nothing is sacred. You may have more time now, so clean out that basement and closets and get online and list things that you no longer use. 
no, not only will you eliminate stuff, but you could feel good about raising some money in the process. Take control of your retirement assets. <clears throat> Talk to your HR director and learn what kind of access you have to your company's retirement plan assets. Are you fully vested? And if you ever need to take access, you know, have access to that money, what do you need to do and how much time will it take? However, using retirement funds is an absolute last resort as you will need to pay taxes on them and perhaps incur a hefty 10% early withdrawal fee if you're younger than 59 and a half. And finally, set a budget that will answer to the results of the financial triage. This is a bare-bones spending plan. Until you land that next job, it's imperative that you stick with the budget. And, of course, if you have questions, you can give me a call. Number is 267-0600. Ask for Don Grant. Yeah, that's a situation where if you do get that uh, change of occupation, you, some people, a lot of people start to panic right away. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I mean, it's it's worrisome, obviously. obviously you know, you're losing yeah. your source of income. You may have people dependent upon you to help, you know, kids or, or a, a parent that you may be supporting. But if you take a deep breath and, uh, I, I mean, a lot of this work can be done well in advance, and that is to have that emergency slush fund. You know, the ability to cover for those things when and if this ever happens. And if that never happens, then great. You got some extra spending money in retirement. Exactly. Hey, did you catch uh, Venus and Jupiter in the evening sky last night? I did. I yeah. did. My neighbor, my neighbor is a is a rocket scientist, and he uh, he he didn't get out his scopes, but he did point them out. And actually, during during the day, he showed them to me. Yeah, that's what's amazing to me is that how how bright they are. Yes, yes. It was uh, it was just early evening. It hadn't gotten dark yet. And he pointed up there and showed me, and he says that they're. They're rather close together, I guess. Is that the is that the the phenomena? Yeah, the the conjunction. I think last night was the closest you can see them. Yeah. 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 You just wow. don't usually see two planets that bright that close. Exactly. Yeah, that was exactly. good stuff. All right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for checking in with us, and we'll uh, talk to you again tomorrow, Don. I look forward to it. Thank you. That's Don, the money tracker, Don Grant, CFP, every weekday morning at this time right here with Stephen Ted on KNSS. We'll get more great information from Don tomorrow morning at 6.55 with Stephen Ted. Coming up, big 7 o'clock hour on the way, business, news, weather, sports, traffic. We've got uh, Sedgwick County looking at fourth quarter financial results, so we'll check in on that as well. KNSS News Time, 6.55. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Hey,